0: When you're thinking about your business, sometimes you think no one can do it better than you. If it is done by someone else, it won't be up to your standard, and that's tough. That's absolutely something you want to think about, but you should be hiring to reduce your time in the tasks that you don't want to do. Welcome to the Know Your Worth show, where we teach you how to think about your money differently so that you can achieve your sexy money goals. I'm Sydney, your
1: money maven and owner of Know Your Worth. And I'm Kristen, Sid's Dime Piece bestie, team member, and busy mama twins, here to make sure that those of us without a financial degree can still level up with each episode. Let's get started on reaching your next goal. Hello.
0: Welcome to episode 11 of the Know Your Worth podcast. Hi. Welcome back.
1: <laughs> I am one of your hosts, Sydney. I'm your money maven. I'm Sid's Dime Piece bestie and her assistant, Kristen. And we're pumped to be here with you today. Yeah, absolutely. We are in our new entrepreneur series. Yes. So
0: we have been covering topics that are designed to help new entrepreneurs get started stress free. But also if you have a business and you've already started a lot of these things, it's just a good check in to make sure that you have all of your ducks in a row going forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to talk about what are some systems or things you need in place for your business and what could you be paying for? What can you be doing for free? Mm -hmm. When might you want to consider paying for these services? So you want to kick it off? Absolutely. So there's a lot of things that you can do to
0: outsource or keep in-house that are going to make your business run a lot more efficiently. And you as the business owner and also with your skill set need to determine what makes sense for you and what doesn't. So mm-hmm. what do you want to pay for and what can you do yourself? And ideally, you'd be able to outsource everything, but that's not always the option right away. And it's not always the most efficient either. If mm-hmm. you have certain skills and you're just really passionate about doing certain segments of your business, you might never want to outsource it. Yeah. One of the main ones is your website. And if you have a business and you've already started, you probably already thought about your website a little bit. You might have already Googled a little, a little bit. And some of the main places that you can go and the main one that you'd go for your domain name is GoDaddy. That's where I go. That's what I use for all of my ideas. I basically go and buy the the domain on GoDaddy like right away. How many domains do you own? I have 20 domain names (laughs) that I own. Yeah. All the potential businesses. Hey, right off the bat, you should probably go buy the domain name for your name because if you ever want to do anything for yourself, yeah. You have your own name as a domain name. You don't want anyone to take your name as a domain name. No, I don't want like, like Kristen Fideli one. Yeah, exactly. and <laughs> co, not dot dot .com. com oh, no, I'm just kidding. Co is fine too. Don't worry. <laughs> if your business is dot .co, it is okay. There's not sometimes the alternative. Sometimes domain names, you have to pay thousands of dollars for mm-hmm. a specific domain name if it's a really... Googleable term or someone's already taken it. So that's why Know Your Worth has PGH on the end of it. That's why the Maverick has PGH on it because the other domains were taken and we had to go that route. So yeah. it's not a bad thing if you do that, but go on and get those domain names as early as possible so that they're yours. Mm-hmm. They're typically not expensive if you get one that's kind of off the wall a little bit are very specific to your business. You can be $20 for a year or two years. GoDaddy mm-hmm. always has different deals on there to kind of bundle things and get started that way. Yeah. They also have a website builder. So you can get a package with your domain name that you have a website builder on there. So when we started all of our businesses, we started on GoDaddy website builder and it's very inexpensive. It's very user-friendly to build a website in GoDaddy. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. Yeah, Very simple. So you don't really need like skills. No, you don't. Nope. Not at all. They have all the (laughs) pre-made templates on there. You don't have a lot of creativity. That's kind of where you get Mm -hmm. locked down. So that's eventually why we left using that. And we went to a more robust, creative kind of Mm -hmm. software. But GoDaddy is great for just the beginning mm. templates.
1: I think Squarespace, you were saying, is Squarespace is, is the tale. one that I use. And it, it had a lot of templates. Yes, you didn't have a ton of functionality in being creative or different fonts or where things went. But mm-hmm. it took me a couple of nights. But I have zero website building experience. But I also had zero dollars to spend on that. Yep. So I'd put my sweat and tears and wine <laughs> <whine> into it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did the same thing at first.
0: And it's just, it was so simple to just get up and running with it. It's mm-hmm. super low cost. And then an even more robust one is going to be something like WordPress, where you're really able to manipulate the mm-hmm. code. And that is something that is outside of the realm of what I am capable mm-hmm. of. So I would never build my website like that just because yeah. I don't know how. I well, would be in a web design it. class before
1: you know it, because I would... You'd probably bring in somebody at that point. Exactly. I know for my sister-in-law, she owns an online boutique and she uses her website is through Shopify Mm -hmm. so she can build everything out through there. So sometimes depending on what your product is, you may have different options for for your website. Exactly. That's one you can very cheaply do yourself Mm -hmm. or you can hire out and have. Somebody do it for you. Definitely. There's
0: a lot of different options. So now we've moved to show it. So that's another one that we've Mm -hmm. done. And we worked with wonderful website developers that we bought their template and then they customized it for us. So we use Waterloo street now and they kind of take care of all of our website stuff now. So they're great. If anybody's looking for a website needs a little bit of help,
1: they were fantastic. Yeah. So you Um, can see the progression of I started with my sweat and tears on GoDaddy. Yes. I grew my business. I needed a more professional website with more creative parts to it. Yes. I outsourced it to somebody who that is their job. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So you don't always have to start up here. Mm -hmm. Nope. You definitely don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But get
0: the domain name right away so that you have it and lock it down. And then you can make the website whenever you have the time and availability to do so, but making sure you have the domain name is important because that might also change what you want to name your business too. So it's not a bad idea to look at what domain names are available when you're setting up your legal business name as well. I didn't think to add that before, but that's a good, that's a a good place to check too. And you can go on to GoDaddy and just search for available domain names and they'll tell you what's available.
1: Good point. All right. So then social media is a beast and none of us are escaping it. How did you start with yours
0: in the beginning? Mine in the beginning, I just made accounts for each of them and I just, I think I made some Canva templates and we're going to get into Canva after this too, or with this. That's just a super easy free tool in the beginning. You can upgrade if you need to, but I went right into Canva, made some templates, put my brand in there as our color schemes Mm -hmm. and just scheduled out things on the plan app. Mm -hmm. And the plan app is also very inexpensive, if not free to
1: start. I think it's free to start. And um, <laughs> depending on how many counts you want to link up. Yep. So, yep. Let me ask you this really quickly. What'd you do about a logo? I
0: have made all of my logos in Canva. Yeah. Oh, actually, the Golf Academy, we went on Fiverr,
1: similar to Upwork. It's just
0: contractors, graphic designers yep. on there. You go in and you can tell them a couple things of what you want and they'll build you logos for the Golf Academy. We did three edits and mm-hmm. they gave us the final one. So, yeah, we did use that for the first one. And then for the Maverick and for Know Your Worth, I did myself on
1: Canva. Yeah. I did mine on Canva as well. I just wanted to ask you because that Mm -hmm. is something you want to think about for your website, for your business cards, for all those things. Yeah. So Canva has a free part, but then there's also the Canva Pro, which is arguably... The best. I love Canva, Canva Pro. Pro. <laughs> it's like, amazing. I would buy Canva Pro before I fed myself. Yeah. Yeah. I will never cancel my Canva no, Pro me subscription. Neither. So that is something I invested in off the bat. And yeah. I think it was like a hundred bucks for a year. Mm-hmm.
0: And I apologize like to all the graphic designers out there. I, I know, know you guys that you do it way better. You but- do. You definitely do. And that's something that for me, that's one of the areas that I always pause with is mm-hmm. gra- graphic design and spending. I think if you are selling a product and your logo is on, your product, you should really have some market research. You should talk to a graphic designer. You should absolutely consult with someone on if if you're developing a product that your logo is on every product. Mm -hmm. If you are someone that's a service business, your business cards and like the top taglines of things are really all your logo Mm -hmm. can carry I think I've changed my logo like four times and no one's noticed yeah (laughs) I've had the one now for a while but like in the beginning I was changing it like every other week because I wasn't even sure what I wanted at that point so that wasn't something I was going to invest in until I really felt good about it but that was me again that's me
1: Yeah. No, I think that's a great thing just to have a conversation about. So then once you're posting on social media, we were talking about like a social media planning, like plan P L A N N there's Hootsuite, there's buffer. Like you can literally just Google Mm -hmm. social media planning programs. A lot of them have a free part to it. So you would schedule out your posts. So that frees up time in your day when you're your own entrepreneur, but then maybe at some point you would want to look into having delegating that out and having someone manage your social media. So what Sid does is she buys a package from a media company that does bookkeeping posts. Yeah, yeah. And I look through them and I customize them all with her fonts, her logo, her Mm -hmm. face, her things like that. And then I schedule them out on her social media. Yeah. So then that's something that as a business owner, she doesn't have to do anymore. Exactly. And there's just so
0: many different like supplemental things that you can add to your social media that people will make. You can go on to, like I said, Upwork, Fiverr. Etsy, like people make templates for almost all social media accounts and types of accounts. And then the plan app also has schedules and they have build outs where they will help you come up with captions now with AI. Mm -hmm. So you can say, I want to launch a product and the plan app will come up with a whole schedule for you and tell you what you should post when and then create captions for you. So you can really do social media very well with just a little bit of extra resources yes. and not have to necessarily go right to a social media manager but it's also social media managers are very good at it but I, that was an area that I
1: struggled with too for a little bit yeah and i think social media managers they also go in and analyze your data and they decide when to post and what yeah. posts work and what you should do more of and what you should do less of and you don't have that with a program that you pay 1499 for yeah, exactly. or an executive assistant who it's just doing what she's doing. And it's going well. (laughs) And it's fine. (laughs) I know that you want to look at what your
0: social media is for
1: your business too.
0: If you're a retail shop that you're posting your clothes on and you're kind of modeling your clothes on, your social media is where your sales are coming from. So you really need to take that seriously. Photography, that's your product. Mm -hmm. Social media is your product. You are displaying all of that right there bookkeeping. I want to be a resource. So I want to have it where people can come to my page and get some tips. They can get some ideas on, they can get some good information on, and they see my face every once in a while, but it's a resource. That's what I want my social media it's to be. It's just like a
1: library. On
0: yeah. And that's what I want it to be helpful. I want it to be informational. The Northose Golf Academy one is more of an experiential one. We want to be more live with that. We want to get more good content of our current students on mm-hmm. there and we want the parents that are scrolling through social media to see what the kid's experience is going to mm-hmm. look like. So that's one where we could probably invest a little bit more into social media because that's what gets us the clients because we're a hyper local mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. So we can't give golf lessons to somebody in a different state. So we could do more of that really good campaigning and advertising on social media for the golf academy business and for the Maverick, our co working space here, where the kind of theme for the bookkeeping business is much different.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I guess just yeah, really knowing your product and what your goal is using mm-hmm. social media. So we talked about building your website, your social media, so your bookkeeping. Office. Yeah.
0: And we've touched on this on a couple episodes. So I won't do too much into this, but one of the things that we tell all of our clients is bookkeepers are a great resource and a great tool. We're not an absolute necessity to your business. You can do it yourself if you want to, and if you like it. If you hate numbers and you're not going to look at it, you should absolutely look at a tool and a resource because that is something that would be detrimental to your business if you don't. And not to be, <laughs> I'm just going to be quick with this one too, so I don't want it to come across as like super detrimental. It but is. it is, it's, it <laughs> is. So if you don't have this lined up, if this is something you cannot do, You should pay for it, whether it's a resource like QuickBooks, whether it's a resource like Xero, whether it's a bookkeeper, whether it's a full-blown accounting person in your company, that is their dedicated job. You need to think about what your skill set is here. And if your skill set is not accounting and that you don't understand debits and credits and you don't understand matching invoices and receiving payments, you really should look for that help and at least having QuickBooks at a minimum. And then after that, maybe you do consultations here and there. You do quarterly bookkeeping. But then once it's time, you do that full-blown bookkeeping. Or if you're someone right off the bat, you just know it's not your skill set. You might want to pay for that right away.
1: So maybe when you're starting your business, you have a pot of money, like a number that you're like, I can spend this on building and maintaining my business. And then you rank what I can do down to what I can't yeah. do or what I absolutely hate doing. And then you decide where your money is going to go. Yes, absolutely. So if I have to stay up late and schedule social media posts myself because I can't add, then it would be yep. great to invest that money in the bookkeeper and do my own social media for a yes, while. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And then for some of the other pieces too is... Like shipping. I know we were talking about this a little bit before too. That's such a not niche one, but it's something that I don't have a lot of experience with my businesses is like the shipping and kind of like transportation
1: costs of product. And just the time spent, like absolutely packaging, the time spent going to the post office. So I know I'll talk about my sister-in-law again. She sells through Shopify. So she uses Shopify to ship. She packs everything herself, but instead of driving to the post office, <laughs> she schedules a pickup on her front porch and she has a bin that says spicy Sheep boutique. She puts all her packages in, they swing in and grab it. So she's found ways to maximize her time and money with that process. Yeah. So if you're somebody who has to ship your own product, you should look into what platform do I use for my products? Does it have a shipping aspect or do I want to do like pirate shipping or some sort of other drop shipping? Yeah and scheduling of your pickups so that you maximize your time.
0: If you're a growing entrepreneur, but you're still managing your own bookkeeping, it's time to bring on a bookkeeper to make sure your numbers are accurate and you're maximizing your financial opportunities. From categorizing your transactions to account reconciliation and financial statements, we'll take it all off your plate so you can focus on the parts of your business that light you up. Book a call with us and let's see if we'd be a great fit to work together as you grow into your next level business. Yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of clients that have shipping needs and I'd say it's about 50-50 whether or not they do it themselves or they hire it out. So it's, again, dependent up to you. What is your time worth? What does that trip look like? How quick is it? How difficult is it? And is it possible to outsource that? Yeah. And another piece that kind of goes along with hiring out, having contractors is another big piece of having an executive assistant, a virtual assistant, or using a software that's going to help you stay organized in your mm-hmm. business. I've tried a couple different things before I found my right arm, literal <laughs> right arm. She's mine too. Yeah. So <laughs> I know that my business, my mental capacity wouldn't be able to function without you (laughs) without Kristen. Mine would not be able to function in a different way. (laughs) I would be in a mental hospital. But anyways, (laughs) I am someone that needs to say my thoughts out loud for them to make sense sometimes. So I love to talk. I love to share my ideas and my thoughts. But when I feel overwhelmed, I need to share what I'm thinking and I need need to share my plan. Yes. And it can't always be my friends and family and my husband because Mm -hmm. they also didn't have the skill set to interpret what I needed and map it out with me. I think real first things that I was willing to spend money on was hiring an assistant mm-hmm. because I just knew that was not my skill set, was mm-hmm. just
1: keeping my own thoughts clear enough that I could focus on. And I know when I started doing virtual admin work, my background is in teaching and I have seen online there are tons of teachers who have left teaching and are doing admin work from home because they can be with their kids. They have the skill set, they have the organizational practices. Mm-hmm. They have the education to be able to type the emails and to work with you in that way. So I feel like you can throw a rock and hit somebody who's starting a virtual admin business. And it's not always a huge investment mm-hmm. to, depending on what you need. Hey, I just see my calendar time blocked out for the week. Oh, okay. Yeah. This is my hourly rate. Or I need you to check on me five times during the week and ask me what my to-do list looks like. Yeah. Or yeah. I need to dictate these emails to you because I hate typing them. Can you take what I'm saying out of my mouth and make it sound good? Mm-hmm. And every single one of those are things that Kristen <laughs> does for me. And I love doing them. They yeah. are in my skill set. I am a behind mm-hmm. the scenes player. I love to just make the wheels turn a little bit mm-hmm. easier. And so that that's why I do what I do yeah. so that she can do what she does better. And there are millions of people out there who would love to do that for you. So yeah. If you feel like you have moved to a place in your business where you are spending so much time like in the muck that you can't goal set and dream and move forward and scale, then you may need somebody to climb down in the trenches and start picking some of that stuff up for you. Yeah.
0: And if it's something where you don't feel like you can afford a full-blown person yet, one, a lot of people do things hourly, but there are some platforms that you could do that are more digital, that they have kind of a virtual assistant AI tool now Mm -hmm. where they will look at your calendar, they'll read your emails and they'll put the to-do list from your emails on your calendar. So there are some resources out there that do that. And there's also things like Zapier. It's where like if you say, oh, if I receive an email in Gmail, then do this. So and it links different softwares. So for one, when we were using Dubsado for sort of our CRM, it was when a client signs a contract, open up a Google Drive folder from them and then send an email to them with the folder linked to it. And so you can set up these zaps is what they call them. interesting. And so it'll kind of automatically do some things in the background. Mm -hmm. It does take a little bit of that mindset of, you need to mind map a few things with, okay, if I do this, I need this and then this. And if it doesn't work, What's going to happen to it? How will I get notified? How will I see it? And then just making sure that you have the process mapped out the right way to give you the right notifications can be super helpful. And Zapier is free for up to five Zaps or something. So if you looked at it for every time I get an email from this email address or an email here, create a task here or something Mm -hmm. like that. So you can set them up yourself, but you just need to make sure that it's not going to make it more complicated or confusing. But that's a neat tool. If you're someone that's a little bit savvier with Zapier and you can connect it to Notion and you can connect it to QuickBooks, you can connect it to a lot of different things to set up kind of workflows for you. So
1: Mm -hmm. I think for any process in your business, like you can have a very not human touch Mm -hmm. or you can have a human touch and Mm -hmm. it just depends what your budget is and where you want to put that money.
0: Yep, absolutely. And one of the books that I just read that's super helpful with all of these kind of hiring out and making sure that you're kind of supplementing the right way for your business. One is called Buy Back Your Time and the other one with Clockwork. And they were really good with, as you are the single owner of the business or you are the main one doing the functions, basically what can you do to grow and scale your business and kind of in what order Mm -hmm. should you? So for some of the listeners that might be a little bit far off, but it also is a really good map for your mind to see where you want to go and what you want to align on. One of the things that it talked about was you can look up the calculation for what it is for what your hourly rate is in your business. So if you looked at what you were being paid and you found what your hourly rate is for your business, Mm -hmm. if you can find someone to do the same job for that rate or less, why why wouldn't you? you Especially like, and if it's something where you can find someone to do that for a quarter of your hourly rate it shouldn't even be a thought. You should just do it. If it's something where it's like a little bit less or almost the same, you can think about it. But if it's a quarter of the cost for someone else to do it, you shouldn't even hesitate because then your time is just freeing up and freeing up for just sales and sales. And that when you're thinking about outsourcing things and when you're thinking about hiring people to do different roles in your business, this goes a little bit more with the hiring rather than the outsourcing like certain tasks or softwares. Mm -hmm. But when you're thinking about your business... Sometimes you think no one can do it better than you.
1: I feel about everything at my house. Yes. And so
0: if it is done by someone else, it won't be up to your standard. And that's tough. That's absolutely something you want to think about. But you should be hiring to reduce your time in the tasks that you don't want to do. You're not going to find a lot of people who can sell better in your business than you. Not that you shouldn't hire salespeople, but if you're hiring a salesperson, are you going to be stuck doing the administrative work? Mm Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you rather be in sales most of the time? Most of the time. And yeah. so if you are in sales in your business and you're also doing all the behind the scenes stuff, you don't want to immediately hire another salesperson to double sales when all then the administrative work is going to double. Right. Because then you are going to become the administrative person and then there's only going to be one person selling. Mm -hmm. And you are probably better at sales than they are, theoretically. No one can
1: replace you in your personality. Exactly. But somebody can write the emails that you dictate. Exactly. While you're driving in the car to your next sales appointment.
0: Yes. (laughs) So it's one of those things that when you're hiring out, you Mm -hmm. should think about hiring out to replace the time on things that you don't want to be spending time on. And that you should be spending more time on your business than in your business. Yes. So when you're thinking about hiring out or you're outsourcing, it's not so much that you want to hire a salesperson, but you want to hire out a bookkeeper because you hate doing your books. Mm -hmm. You want to hire out someone to send emails for you because you hate sending emails. You want to get that social media app and tool because scheduling out in your Excel sheet or on a piece of paper takes forever and you still can't process it. Mm -hmm. So get that social media tool, reduce the amount of time that it takes you because if your hourly rate for scheduling your social media and getting that done is high because it's spending you so long to do it, buying the tool and getting it done that much faster, your time is important. Your time is what you need
1: to think about with a lot of this too. Because your time is what you convert into money. Yeah, exactly. And I would say this note on hiring out like Sid does with me or the other person that I am their assistant, both of them, I think both of you hired me on like a trial basis Mm -hmm. and and you can do that. Okay, let's try this for two months in our contract. Mm -hmm. We're going to do this for two months to see, because you want to see is the person coachable, do they bring their own ideas to the table? How do they handle criticism? How do they handle things under fire? Yeah. Like. Do they actually write emails grammatically, correct? Yeah. Do they they make a lot of mistakes? You just really want to try them on for size to see if it's going to be a mutual fit. And do they like working for you as well? Yeah. So I think having that in place and making sure that you get somebody that your personality meshes with, like maybe you're not going to be best friends and like, well, like one (laughs) other, but I mean, you need a a relationship that works. So hiring on a trial basis, I think is great too. Exactly.
0: And software on a trial basis too. Sure. And I need to take that recommendation <laughs> You don't have sometimes. to buy the yearly <laughs> yes. membership.
1: Before it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: um, I am absolutely someone that when I find a tool that I think is going to be like the game changer, I want to jump on it right away. I want to implement it right away. Yeah. Give and me the
1: $150 yes. yearly membership. Yes, yes. <laughs> and
0: I, I've done, uh, oh, the business can afford it. The business, yep, we can do it. This is going to be outstanding. It's going to change our business. Where now we have some more systems in place mm-hmm. where we... For certain things, we all test it out. So we do a trial run. Everybody has to get in there within that time frame, test it out, see their thoughts. We talk about it, and then decide if it's something we're going to move forward with. Because that's something that I tend to do is outsource or resystematize, not too quickly, but quicker than sometimes is beneficial. Yeah. So uh, where then you have to backtrack a little bit, and then you find the right tool, and then you can jump forward. So if you are someone that has that capability or that tendency, I should say, to maybe move too quickly with outsourcing things, having someone else on your team test out the ideas and the thoughts and the products first are huge. They're really huge. One more thing that I definitely want to talk about too with kind of growing things is in making sure that you're able to scale and able to replicate your work and that these kind of all continuing to work well for you is when you're learning how to do things it's easy to forget the process. Mm -hmm. When you're teaching things, it's hard to remember what you did. Mm -hmm. So there's, this can be used a couple different ways, but one of the tools that we now are obsessed with is Loom. Mm -hmm. And so we'll use Loom for our business where I can just turn on a recording of me working and it'll film or not, but it has the audio. And so while I'm working or while I'm setting something up, I can record myself and what I would do and then I can share that with anybody as a training tool. So that's kind of become our, our operating manual for Know Your Worth. But then what you can do is how would you do things on your social media planning? How would you do things in reaching out on Facebook ads? How can you do things where you're going to type into the neighborhood pages on your social media and interact with people and talk through what your thought process is? Mm-hmm. And that's what then you share to the person you're onboarding, the social media manager that you're onboarding, the executive assistant that you're onboarding, the client, the anything there. And then your thoughts are being directly related to them, but also they can rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. That. But yeah. also then you can rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. Mm-hmm. So the next time you go to update your website, you remember how to do it. Yeah. And you're not spinning your wheels and wasting your time, even on tasks that you do yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love so Loom that. was a big one that we have. For, yeah. For my own learning. Yeah. Like I know I use that with you and with the other company and it really, it helps me learn in the moment, but also I can go back and watch it a million times instead of coming to you and asking you 50 questions. Mm-hmm. It cuts down on your time if you just record it once.
0: Yep. Yeah. So it's amazing. It's yeah, amazing. It so a instead of time. writing a, a handbook or a manual to give to people when you're onboarding them or clients or employees, you record the Loom videos. And that becomes like your new operating manual for yeah. your business. And it is amazing, amazing. Even as simple as like closing procedures for cash drawers in your building, too, when you're hiring people, it just saves you so much time if you have documented procedures that are just so clear. Yeah. It's really wonderful. And then what they should be doing is then the people that you're outsourcing this to, once they learn it, they should re record it. Because then that really shows that they understand it. Yeah. And so that's what we've been doing with all of our stuff here too. Yeah. A little bit further down the road, maybe, or it might be a little bit in terms of outsourcing or not, but that's a big time saver, I think. So that's a big one that I would recommend.
1: So basically for any system in your business, you can save time and or money by examining each process by itself. Ranking it from what do I like to do to what do I not like to do or what do I know how to do to what do I don't know how to do Mm -hmm. and then deciding where you're going to invest your time and money to save and make you money on the back end. Yeah, absolutely. And and talk to other business owners. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. We don't know everything. I'm sure there are a million cool things out there that we haven't talked about Mm -hmm. and you can share them with us. I would love to hear more. It's like my favorite thing. Please tell us. What can make all of our lives easier? for a year that we're going to (laughs) use? I have
0: so many things. Yeah. I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface of things (laughs) that I feel like are helpful in what I do for. Even then on a personal note, all of these can be replicated in your personal Mm -hmm. life, too. If you're not even a business owner and you're listening to some of these resources and tools or you haven't started the business yet and you're just getting ideas. Your time is money. So what can you do to save yourself time and money by Stress. outsourcing, streamlining and just systematizing. You hate doing laundry? Go get Poppy. They do your laundry for you and drop it off. Mm-hmm. Hate buying groceries? Go get Instacart. Uh, They'll deliver it for you. Saves my and life. yeah it's amazing. Like, so there's so many things. two kids in
1: Sam's Club and carry two 30 pound kids and a case of water? I just can't. Nope. Just Absolutely put it not. on the doorstep and get in your car. <laughs> yep. Keep the change. You feel the yep. Yep. <laughs> And don't feel... <laughs> (laughs) And don't feel
0: shame in things that you don't want to do. Don't feel shame around the things that you want to outsource because you just (laughs) do not have the capacity for them. I hate laundry. I will never do it. It will be outsourced for the rest of my life, hands down. Hands down. Same with things in my business. I hate a lot of the things that go with the admin work of running a business. Mm -hmm. I know they're my responsibility and I will not let that responsibility slip and I will do it if I have to. And I know how to do every aspect of my business, but I also know that I do not want to do some of them and I will outsource them every day as Mm -hmm. much as I possibly can. So don't feel shame around the things that you do not want to do. You cannot do do
1: everything and you cannot do everything well. Yeah. So make your plan, talk to other people, figure out what's going to work best for you. There's tons of resources. Absolutely. We're happy to be one of them. Yes, Mm -hmm. of course. Of course. (laughs) Give us a call.
0: Give us a text. Send us an email. Send us all of your resources and Please. tips and tricks that you've come up with too, because we would love learning. to hear them. Yeah,
1: yeah, we'd love to hear them. So I think we have one more episode left in our new entrepreneur series. We have two. Two more. Yeah, I think yeah. we have
0: two more. All right, cool. So the next one is going to be paying for taxes. Mm-hmm. How do we pay for our taxes? And what does that look like throughout the year? So a couple different things, which just like how to literally do them and things to think about throughout the year. And then the one after that is going to be your sexy money goals for your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kind of mapping out some processes when you're a new business owner or you're setting new goals, mapping out your sexy money goal for your business specifically.
1: Yeah, and wrapping this up right before the new year. Yeah. I think we really are trying to help you get set up for what are your sexy goals for 2024? Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks. Cool, cool.
0: (laughs) Bye. If you found a bit of inspiration in this episode for achieving your sexy money goals, click the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or YouTube so that you never miss an episode.